Welcome to the Branding with Video podcast, your one-stop shop to take your brand to the next level. If you're ready to learn the best tips and tricks in the industry to dominate your brand and become legendary, you've come to the right place. So strap in, listen up, and let's do this. Welcome to another Branding with Video live stream. Super, super excited about this. We have uh, Stephen Pope on. I am super, super pumped to talk to him. He is, I call him the automation wizard, wizard because like if you want to create content, and just to make it go like 2,000 different places, <laughs> he's the man. So super, super pumped to have you on, Stephen. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, no, I'm super glad to be here. This is going to be awesome. I'm excited. I think we had a conversation about this last time we were on TikTok, but um, I'm a little curious. You went from engineer to now, I mean, you started a business. This has been a while that you did this, but what made you want to create content? I think the, the problem I see a lot of people have is we're on LinkedIn. They're business owners and they don't think they should create content. You and I both know they should, but like how, that, that seems like just a huge switch. Was there something you realized or how did that happen? Well, there was a realization. So I sold my previous company and I went to start my next company and I just started to look around at what was going on. And I did see like several big people like Gary Vee and all these people. And um, I have always had the ability to see other people doing stuff. Yeah. And if I believed in them, if I trusted them, I was like, you know what? If they're telling you to do it, like they're really successful, like, I, I don't know exactly what to do. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to work out, but like I, I was just able to make that leap. And then I was like, so when I f started my first company, I was young. I didn't have a family. I didn't have kids. I could kind of just do it and okay. yeah. screw up as I went. I ended yeah. up building a big business doing that, but I couldn't do it that same way. I needed to grow a business quickly. And so I just jumped in. I was just like, I got to figure this out. I committed to doing video. Before I did video, I was like terrified of video, terrified of speaking in public. Before I created my first video, I was probably, uh, I, I probably didn't sleep for like two weeks, you know, like just like, yeah. just like dreading it. Right. Um, but that's what it was, man. I was just like, these super successful people are doing it. So I know that I can figure it out. And it just, it was as simple as that. And I encourage other people to, to just look at the obvious, you know, like this is how you already probably buy, even though you doubt your ability to do it. Yeah. I think that's, it's hard even like when you see successful, like, oh, they're successful and then they did that. But like some of these things, they, they scale with you. So I like that, that you you just jumped in and you, you did it. So I want to yeah, talk you know today how you automate. Go ahead. Yeah. And then, you know, what's interesting at Insight too is that a lot of people that are doing this, they're either like the really big brands like uh, Coke and Pepsi. They already get it, right? And then you see people that don't have any experience and are creating businesses out of the blue. Yep. And it's this big chunk of people that have really established businesses and uh, have had a lot of good results. They could jump onto social media and just kill it because they would just be like, hey, look, I've been doing this for 30 years. But like for whatever reason, they don't. And so you see like the really big people and like people that have no experience killing it. And there's all this yeah. middle ground where just nobody's taking advantage of it. No, I, I totally agree. And I think it's that's why we do. I do shows like this. I have guests on like you because like everyone in the middle needs to get on this is what for you, I think I know the answer, but where do people start creating content? Cause I want to talk about your automation process, but if people haven't even started, they're just getting started platforms. How do you suggest they go about that? Just so that they, I don't know, I, yeah. some platforms, if you get on the, it'll kill your confidence. Others, it will, you'll be like a superstar. So just curious your thoughts. Yeah. So I, I've actually been thinking about this a lot. The number one thing that everyone has to do is commit. So there's all these other variables okay. for you in your business type, what, who you're selling to, the commitment comes first and that applies to everyone. Then you really have to, it's like platforms is a, is a choice, but you also have to like, you have to identify what are the mental blockers that you have. So if you're afraid of video, you need to go get training on how to get on video. 
If you don't know how to write a script, you need to learn how to write a script. And you, if you just sat down and were thoughtful, you could probably just write these things out and you could probably just go spend two to $10,000 on the training you need to do these things. And just like, instead of it taking six months, it now takes you like a few weeks. So learn the, what are those things that mentally are blocking you because you're afraid or whatever. Then it just like picking the channels to me, that's like, I, I call this, I actually have a, a video on this. It's called like the opportunity matrix. And so you're going to have all of these different channels available to you. TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, email, cold calling, right? Uh, yeah. Then you just have to decide, okay, what are the advantages and disadvantages of these different places? Are my customers there? Um, TikTok is great because you get this, all this crazy organic reach. Yeah. And it's all based off of like whether your content is good. It's, it has nothing to do with your social graph. So there's these obvious things like TikTok, like everyone's there and you get organic reach. So th there's some obvious things. YouTube, you know a lot about YouTube. YouTube is a great place, but it's going to take longer to grow, right? Uh, LinkedIn is a great place. You get organic reach, but LinkedIn is a networking platform. So if you go to LinkedIn and you just post content, you probably will not stand out. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Whereas you can on TikTok, right? So it's, to me, it's actually like, it's this logical tree of decisions. Like if you could go, if you go on LinkedIn and you pretend it's a networking group and you network like you would, you can do that at scale. You can create content. You could probably grow really, really fast. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that you said that. Most people do think net LinkedIn is social, um, but it's, I had Fanny Dunnigan on. She's like, if you do nothing else, spend 30 minutes a day commenting and interacting with other content and you yeah. grow from that. Just right. Like comments are our content. So, yeah, but then people get stuck cause they're like, well, what should I say? Well, it's just like, yeah. well, what would you say if you walked up to somebody in a room? Yeah. <laughs> the same thing. Like, it's just that there's this really gray, boring interface. Yeah. And I think like, I remember the first time I went into sales navigator, I literally, my, my face lost all of its color. And I think I wanted to go take a nap for like two hours cause it looked so boring. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, but, but it's, like, but that's because I was like, cause my mindset was like, how do I get a client? Yeah. Instead yep. of how do I go build relationships with people? And, yeah. and it's all about the mindset really with all of this stuff. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. And I think, I think you take that into your content a lot and it, I think it works much better where it's, there, there are jobs and times where you want to sell with your content, but if you're trying to make a friend and help someone that content does really well. It, yeah. Nobody likes ads. We skip the ads. So you, you don't have to sell. You're just, you're just there to help in, you know, whatever realm of genius you have. So I like that. Yeah. Yeah. My TikTok account is very profitable and I never, I never say go to my profile, go download this. I, I mean, yeah. every once in a while I will, but my video is just like, hey, here's something that you should know. And it just ends. Okay. I don't like that. And you say profitable. Most people think TikTok, oh, if like, if I'm getting paid, TikToks pay me, how... I know that's not the case. Otherwise you wouldn't use the word profitable. Um, yeah. How's, how's TikTok profitable for you? I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, just, it's just, it's a sales generating machine really. Um, okay. It wasn't, it didn't start that way. Like I had to kind of figure out what I was doing and like come up with something that people were interested in. So I went through a process. It wasn't like I went there day one. It was just like, boom. But um, I just kept dialing in my content, dialing in what I was offering, what my yeah. product was. I was listening to the comments and things that people were saying. They were saying, hey, that's cool. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll make more of that. Um, yeah. So it was like thoughtfulness. And, uh, and now, like through the process of creating the content, listening to people, getting on sales calls, listening to what they want on those calls, I've really dialed it in. And now my content is really like, and I, I don't have, like lots of people have way more followers than me. I'm not saying yeah. I don't have, I mean, comparatively, 
people would say 30,000 is a lot, but on TikTok, that's, there's a lot of people with way more than that. Yeah. So you don't have to have this crazy huge following either. I think you're hundred percent on with that. Like for me, it's, it's what the, what's the goal of your content? Like you're creating relationships to hopefully turn into sales, but sales isn't the goal. Like you're just giving, but I had a yeah. channel that had a 1500 subscribers and it was making a third of the amount as a 300,000 subscriber channel on YouTube. So like it's, it's more, pro it depends on what you're doing. What's your goal? Like, yeah, if you think yeah, they, yeah the goal is important then, yeah. too. Yeah. And, and just so like people also want to know, like, what are the early signs this or this is working? Yeah. And I'm like, people are just saying, Hey, thanks for the video. Like that's, that's as simple as it's going to get. It's not going to be some analytic and some crazy piece of software. <laughs> yeah. It's just like something simple, like, hey, that's a really cool video. Thanks for posting that. And you're like, okay, cool. Like, that's the validation you need. Yeah. On the, and I think you need, once you get to that point, I like you said, basically you listened and I created 100, 150 videos on TikTok before, started doing well. Kind of similar in other platforms, but if you know your customers and you listen, like you can get there a lot faster. That's for what you, I was saying. The, the, the people in the middle who already yeah. have that figured yes. out, right? So me and you, we jumped on there. We didn't know. We were just like, <laughs> yeah. and so we went through a longer process than most people probably have to go through. Yeah. We just kept at but, it. But they just have to do it. They got to commit. Yeah. I like that. So for those in that middle, like, cause you're, uh, I've watched several of your automation videos. Like there's a ton that you're able to do. How do they, they need to commit. They start making content. But if they're like, I don't have the time, where do they start with the automations? Like what's kind of like, basic level of the yeah, basic level basically so yeah so i really kind of have two levels and it is kind of like basic because like it doesn't help to scale your content all over the place if it's not good mm. yet like there's a lot of marketing tools that will do cool things for you they'll push you to every platform automatically but if it's garbage in it's garbage out all over the place right yeah so the first step is just like, how can we make really good persuasive video content? And then what are the software tools, some basic automations that take all of the sting and organization? Cause you, I know you create a lot of video, all the folders and keeping track yeah. and oh this gosh. is going to get published when and there, <laughs> yeah. these are all little rocks in your shoe and you won't go hiking if you've got rocks in your shoe. So I try to get rid of those rocks on a very simple level so that you're not getting distracted by too much technology. You focus on the good video. Yeah. Then once, then once you've mastered that, then you can scale it out and do a bunch of other cool stuff. No, I like that. And folders and folders of files rings a bell. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Organization's my weak point. So that's why I'm excited to talk to you. Um, yeah, so it sounds like for me, that's my strong point. Cause I was a software engineer. Yeah. Like, and that chain, like, I'm glad you explained how that happened for you. Cause like, that's a huge shift in my mind from designing code, which in some of your videos, like, yeah, I just write code. I'm like, oh yeah, I forget he was an engineer. I'm like, yeah. you just write code. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a level of like, Hey, we can make this easy and, you know, focus on the thing that matters most right now. So I like that. Right. Yeah. And, and it, my process, like it's a product now, but it wasn't when I started. So okay. it was kind of funny. Like I was just like, I was doing this stuff. I was like, man, this is such a pain. And so I yeah. started creating little tools. And the tools started getting more and more advanced as I got more advanced. Yeah. And then I just started showing them on TikTok. And people were like, hey, that oops. the people were like, hey, Steve, that's pretty cool. And I was like, Yeah, that is kind of cool. What, like, are you interested in this? And then I, I created this little ten dollar offer and like 150 people bought it. And it was like, way okay. more value than 10 bucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> After I had done that, I was like, wait, that was uh <laughs> and then I was like, okay, that's that's the val product validation. 
And then I shifted gears and I started turning that into a product and then I made it so it it's configurable at this point. So people can pull it and drop it in. Um, that's awesome. Is that, is it like a template you're selling? I like, cause I know you use a lot of different softwares. Is it? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's like. a template, um, a done for you like installation. So oh, wow. okay. between like air, air table, Google drive and, um, in Zapier, I pull it all together for you, drop it in. That's um, awesome. <laughs> and then, and then there's like training on how to use it because yeah, there's workflow. Like you have a live show. So how do you process a live show through the system? How do you, yeah. how do you process single shot video? How is it? What if it's multi-camera? So that like most people, when they're starting out, they don't need to worry about all those things. Yeah. But like if you're an advanced creator and you want to do the Gary Vee thing, that's kind of how I summarize it. Like you want to do that yeah. kind of thing. Then that's the time when you might want to consider kind of going for it. Yeah. I like that a lot. Cause it, I mean, now Alex Ramosi spends like thirty grand a month per person, so seventy total between him and his wife. It's like yeah. most people don't make seventy grand. A month. <laughs> like there's no way you're spending that on content. So um, if you can do it with tools and automations, like that's kind of the level I'm at. I'm like I, I create a ton of content, repurposing it doesn't happen nearly as much as it should because I, I just don't have the time or resources to have people doing it. So I like that. Um, yeah, and then, and here's the cool thing is that so I talk a lot about the automation. Yeah. But it's not just automation, it's people. Okay. And and tools and nuance to who does what and uh, okay, what tool okay. to do what, right? So there's yeah. this interesting negotiation around Okay, so it's getting into the system, it's into Airtable. We have all the links and everything to keep things organized and where they're going to go. But like yeah. how does how does somebody that might not be a video editor, how do they start making clips for you? So I have um, someone on my team, Aaron, and she's not a video editor, but she knows how to pull clips. Okay. So she'll pull the clips and then I can send the clips to the editor. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And it's, so I've been able to build this really cost efficient, like small nimble team uh, that kind of fits together real nicely through the automations and everything. So it's, it's yeah. really a mixture of like training, software tools like Descript, you know Descript. Like if you plug all these things in in just the right order, with just the right notifications and just the right everything, you can build this really efficient team. Yeah. Uh, and then you don't have to spend $30,000. Like Alex Ramosi could be making more with these systems, yeah. spending less, but he's just, he's at a spot where he just, he can throw money at it. So, yeah. but that doesn't, that doesn't mean that he's doing it the best way. I would yeah. challenge him on a lot of different things. I would show them like, Hey, you could be doing this. You could be doing that. You yeah. could be doing more. You could be, or you like at a person at his level, I could say, hey, you could be customizing these different videos for different platforms better if yeah. you were doing this. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's all about yeah. where that person is on their journey. So for me, I don't personalize every vertical video for Instagram or YouTube yeah. shorts. It's, it's still, even at my level, even though I have the systems, it's still a little bit too much for me to do, but I will get there. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think that's, I mean, the question that comes to my head when you say that, though, is like, because he has people very granularly going through these. How, is there a noticeable quality drop off if you like automate versus have dispersion? Or, I mean, yours is more kind of a combination between the two, but someone's not a video editor. My concern would be maybe they don't do as good of a job. I feel like that might just be trial and error, but I don't know what your experience with that's been. Well, it's the skill, right? So, yeah. If picking clips isn't a skill that only video editors own, yeah. In fact, 
I know a lot of video editors that have that want nothing to do with picking your clips for you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or There's video <laughs> editors that only want to make cine, cine, like cinematographic or cine, like uh, just really yeah. polished videos that take two yeah. weeks. Yeah. They don't want to pump out vertical video like three a day, you yeah. know. So it's all like the nuance is just it's just nuance. Like, can this person get good at making clips? Okay. And because um, with Descript, if you pick the clip, I don't know if you know this or not. If if you pick a clip, you can export the timeline okay. in XML format for a video editor. So oh, the video okay. editor can pull in the timeline and lay it over the original video. Okay. And then process it from there. So oh, it's okay. all about connecting these things together. It's not a, it's not yeah. about like automating the human process. It's about yeah. making the human be able to focus on what they want so that they can do their best job and do the most of that instead of doing all these other little annoying things. Yeah. Like, have have you seen frame.io? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I use frame.io. Yeah. I love so it. I just, in, yeah. So I just integrated with that. So like you drop them in there and it's all integrated with the system. And yeah. so it's all about just pulling in the best tool for the job, for your situation. The value is in the nuance of connecting these things and building out a workflow and I call them like playbooks, like what should happen with this type of content? What are all the little things that you want to do with it? Document these things and then you can build this pipeline. Okay. I like that. I, I need to, I need to do that. So for, so for my instance, I have a live show. How many, I know there's maybe several tools I need. I think I have all the tools that you probably use. Probably not all of them. Probably. Most. Yeah. Like, you probably do it. You just don't have the glue. Yes. Like how many, how many people, team members do I need to make? this work to go from live show to say YouTube, TikTok, and LinkedIn? I mean, it. I think, yeah. So, so I think the, the blocker for you is that you're a video editor. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want to, you're going to tend to do that, want to do that. Yeah. But you could find somebody to help you do that. That's relatively good and could finish that piece out for you. And it probably wouldn't cost you as much as you think. Okay. Um, so you'd probably need a part-time video editor. And then ideally you also had someone that could help you find clips. Okay. And you would I also have, have to understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd have to understand too, that like picking clips for you is going to be something that they have to learn a little bit about. Yeah. Okay. If you expected them to pick the perfect clip on day one, <laughs> then <laughs> yeah. Like Aaron who works for me, like she didn't like the first couple of clips she made, I was like, eh, I don't know about that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but now like she picks clips. And I'm like, Whoa, that was cool. Cause it's a skill. Yeah. So uh, you could easily scale up if you had a part-time video editor and that, that you could, and you could start there, right? Yeah. Just to get that off your plate. Um, and then someone helping you pick the clips. That's the order I would do it. I would part-time video editor. Okay. With a real streamlined process of how to get them the assets that you want them to create with guidelines, basically. Yeah. And then after you had that going, then you could find somebody to help you make clips. And so your process would look something like this. It would be like live show, video into Descript, they pick all the clips, they share the Descript project with your editor. Okay. Your editor pulls the timelines down and overlays them over the original video, creates all the micro clips from that, applies any st any kind of style that you want, like if you want the Hermosi style, or you, I know you yeah. have your own style, yeah. um, but you know a lot of people are copying that. Um, yeah. But you could apply those, whatever style you wanted to have, apply those, dump out all the clips, and then in my system, all those clips go right back to the system and then get pushed through to, to the distribution. But, okay. um, but if you had that simple workflow, you could probably double 
or triple your output. Yeah. Even without the automation, just with, if you got real like specific on the folder structure and you told people to, Where to put and you stuff. wrote all that down. Yeah. Even without okay. automation, you could probably double or triple. Yeah. So your automation tool, you said it sends, does like when the file gets uploaded, the software automatically posts everywhere and nobody has to do anything? Um, I could, it? I don't okay. always. Okay. So all my, all my stuff for YouTube is automatically published. Okay. Um, and I can publish other stuff. Sometimes I don't like to auto publish just because it's so set and forget that you just don't go to the platform and then, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's almost yeah. like, it just encourages you not to have any thought about it. So, but I, you can, Okay. there's, there's APIs that I can integrate with. So it's called like air share. It's like a, it's like a buffer for developers. So I can integrate Airtable with that directly. And so wow. as this, so, so in my system, I, I define these entities called like, um, brands, channels, and then brands and channels, right? Uh, so you're Zach on TikTok, you're Zach on LinkedIn, but you also have, uh, we are video makers. So there's all these brands and channels and you just define all those things. And then you can define the workflows to push the content to those different channels. Okay. And then because you did that work now from the API perspective, you can push that stuff directly through if you want. Okay. You, you can get real granular. Like I'll publish automatically here, but not here. Yeah. I like that. Well, I think it's for me, I get overwhelmed because I, I have so much going on. And so if there's, there are one or two, eh, two or three platforms that I'm like, I would never just auto publish. Like I want to look at it and check it, but there are others where I'm like, I just don't have time for this right now. So let's just show up everywhere and do that. And like, that would be amazing, but I don't show up there because I don't have the time. So I don't publish there anymore. And I have historically. And so that's kind of, yeah, that, that's Hurt. the funny thing, right? It's like, as soon as you're like, as soon as you're auto publishing, it probably also means you're not there. <laughs> yeah. uh, so like that goes back to just like, you can do a lot of things, but does it do anything for you? Yeah, that's true. Like when, when people come to me, like sometimes my systems make people call me because they're yeah. like, they're like, Hey, like that was awesome. Like, can you help me scale out to every platform? And I'm like, like what, like how many videos are you making per week? And they're like, I, I don't make any videos. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, okay. I'm like, well, let's, let's start here. Okay. Like, it, like yeah. I get it because I, when you see the automations and that's why a lot of those like marketing platforms kind of prey on that, right. They, they show, they, they show you if, Hey, if you can publish everywhere, that just makes people want to do it, but it doesn't mean you should. Yeah, that's true. Very, very true. And it's kind of like the net or the uh, LinkedIn example you gave. It's networking. Every social platform has a social aspect. Just because you're posting doesn't mean you're getting the best effect. Um, so yeah, no, I I think that's definitely fair. And you, I mean, you could be posting tons of videos, and everyone's like, "This is terrible. This is the worst thing you're, yeah, you're exactly. not seeing." <laughs> yeah, like if you haven't gotten a client on one platform from a video, like yeah. just slow your roll a little bit. Like because look, you say you don't have much time, right? So yeah. If you have an hour or two hours, the best use of your time is to make that video really good. And if you, and then you're going to be able to do it in 15 minutes. You're going to be able to do it in five minutes. You're going to be able to do it. Now you've got all this extra time that you can then do something with. But like yeah. in the beginning, like I go, like sometimes I'll, like I'll go back and watch some of my first videos and I'm like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> that is like, a, that's a different person, right? Like, yeah. um, so like you got to start at the video, you got to start with good video. Yeah. No, and spend all your time there because if people were like, well, it's pretty easy just to post it everywhere. It just takes five minutes. I was like, yeah, well, but your video needs that five minutes, right? You're, 
Like you only have so much time and your video needs that five minutes, not Instagram reels where you have two followers. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's, and I, I played, I'm laughing because I played my first video for a group this morning and it's so bad. <laughs> so what, um, what do you got going on? You have like a, a group of like, all, I, I know you had a, a discord. Um, that, so this point. one actually, um, Evan Carmichael invited me to do a little presentation. For oh, group, cool. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. So talked about YouTube video editing. Um, so a couple awesome. of tips, tricks for easy editing. Um, but honestly, I think automating a lot of this is what that group needs because they're businesses trying to grow and um, trying to learn basics of editing, which is great. But if they have a little bit of money, like the problem is that hiring a full-time editor is expensive. But right, yeah. having part-time and automating with systems is pretty doable, I think, for most business owners. I think so too. And like, I think uh, I think that's the strength. But I think what you... like. So what I've seen from you, this is, a, this is, a, I think this is a really good insight for people is like, you're, you're networking with really big people. Yeah. Like you have, like you had Chris on your podcast. That's what people forget to do. And yeah. so you're going to, you're going to be more successful and scale out on not just because of your content, but also that you're doing these strategic partnership moves. Right. Yeah. And so like, it is kind of funny because when I talk about all this automation, when I do all these things. Um, I'm almost, sometimes I have to slow people down and I'm like, do some of this really cool, thoughtful stuff like Zach is doing. He's like making connections with really big people in his industry and that that's going to scale this whole thing, Yeah, you know? So it's yeah. kind of funny that my, sometimes my videos and my work can promote, if you're not careful, bad practices. Yeah. Well, I think it, it goes both ways as well. Like if you just try to get big names, like you miss out on like I, I've had a couple of names where like they have millions of subscribers and I learned a ton and it's been great. And there's also, you know, creators like you and I, where we do our best, we know our stuff, but I don't have 2 million subscribers on YouTube. Like, right. Right. And, but there's still a ton to learn. And so I like having these conversations as well, where yeah, if you course. only focus on big names, then you miss out. And so it's, it's kind of balanced both ways. Like you got to be yeah, in the middle it, on everything. Yes. It's so interesting and fascinating how nuanced it is, right? Because I also tell people this about their podcast. I'm like, be careful not to create a podcast where you don't get to do some of the talking. Yeah, absolutely. Because then it's never you giving your perspective, right? Mm -hmm. You're not the expert. You're the host or the interviewer. And a lot of people start their podcasts to get clips of them talking because they feel like that's going to be easy, but then they end up in a situation where they're not saying anything. I, I actually had a client that that was their biggest struggle and um, still is. But like I, for my podcast, I do, I have guests and I've slowed down a bit. I was doing two a week and I, I think I could keep it up, but I see foresee some issues with that. So I'm going one a week, but every other week will be individual podcasts where it's just me for an hour and then a guest for an hour. So that I'm sure because I am an expert in what I do. And yeah. Nobody's going to know that if they never hear right, that. Exactly. So. Yeah. And I think that's like, it just takes thoughtfulness on how you structure the show. Right. So like, yeah. if you come with eight questions and you just start rattling them off, like you're never going to give yourself a chance. But if you, yeah. if you come to it, like, Hey, I'm really excited about this topic, just like you are. Let's talk about it. Like we're at lunch. Yeah. And it's not just like an interview then I think that the conversation will have a more back and forth. And it's, you know, but I, I do think sometimes people start the podcast and they start the interview one because it is low pressure. Yeah, that's true. You don't have to, you don't have to prepare a webinar. Yeah. You don't Just have to get someone to say yes to come on. 
Yeah, it's, it's not live. All you got to do is come up with three. If you come up with three good questions, that'll take 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah, well, that's true. And it, it is helpful. Um, but the big names really aren't. Like, it's what you do with that content. Like my interview with Chris, like if he le- releases a video, he gets two, 3,000 views in the next, you know, the first couple hours. Yeah. It, that video has been out for a couple months and it barely has 200 views. And so oh, I did he release it on did he release it on his he channel? He didn't put it on his. No, I put it on mine. And so right. there are strategic ways that I can promote it and right. not hurt the organic, but I have to go through and do something about it. I can't just be like, right. yeah, I had Chris Doe on, like I should get tons right. of views. It doesn't work that way. But over time that will help your channel, I'm sure. Yeah, did you try right. to give him any clips? Um, I haven't yet. I actually have a company that does clips and i just am starting to work with them one of the things i'm having them do is like i want you to make one clip per guest that i'm not going to use that gets sent over to them to post right um i don't know if someone like chris will post it i think i've been in his program for a long time so he might um that's the other thing like give value to these people don't just go ask but um if that happens that would be awesome i don't know if it will or not i'm gonna yeah you don't you can't you can't you you don't do it with the expectation that they will but you hope they do because if they do yeah. So you have to give them the opportunity. And that's another thing, right? You got to make that super simple. Mm-hmm. You got to be like, hey, here's the clip. Here's a, yeah. here's a link to it. You, you got to make them look good. <laughs> yes. You might want to include their assistant so that their assistant actually looks at it. You know, like, yeah. So like all that little nuance, right? And so if you're off posting on every platform, you're not thinking about those little nuances. Absolutely. And I've seen both both work well like people that only even on tiktok like there's a guy that he focuses so heavily on quality i'm trying to remember how many times it's like once a week is the max i think he would post but mm-hmm. they are super super high quality yeah and i see that like too 200 times a day don't do 200 times a day but like ridiculous amounts a day if it's still pretty good content can also work like right yeah gotta find your thing yeah there's one guy that um i'm, I'm blinking on his name but he's kind of an older gentleman and he's got this black background and he tells these like really compelling stories in this really thoughtful, slow, non-TikTok yeah. way. And every one of his videos is like blows up and he's got tons of followers. Yeah. And uh, sometimes when my, when I have a new client, I'll be like, take a look at this guy. He's doing it all. He's doing it his own way. Mm-hmm. So I want you to post a lot of content so you get good at content, but not because you have to do it that way. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And like, you, you know who, um, is something just popped in my head that I thought was interesting. Uh, I saw Alex Hermosi video. Yeah. And he was talking about how that you and I have one word for snow. It's snow. Yeah. But Eskimos, they have 12 words for snow. Yeah. Because there's all this nuance between all the different types of snow. And yeah. so that's what happens when you and me get into these things, right? There's all these little nuanced things that you start to learn that actually make all this effective. It's not just posting videos. Yeah. And, yeah, no. but people want it to be, I post a video and I get a client <laughs> yeah. and that will happen, but that's not how it works. Here's another interesting story. You know, Kajabi, they reached out to me. Oh, wow. Because somebody okay. posted one of my TikToks in their Facebook group. Okay. I mean, that's, that's like, awesome. th- that's what you want, right? Yeah. Like we didn't end up working together, but that's an example of like a more interesting way of your business growing. Yeah. Like people want, I post a video, I get a client, but I'm like scalable growth is like people sharing your videos into, into Facebook groups. Like that's cool. Yeah. And that brings up a thought. I had a, there was a dream company 
or lights. It's actually, it's aperture. I reached out to them months ago and they're like, oh, we're not interested right now. We don't need more affiliates or ambassadors or anything. I was like, okay, whatever. But I made a comment on a TikTok creator's account that he has like 12,000 followers comparing my Amaran light, which is their budget line to another company. Really thoughtful con comment because he was asking, it's like, what do you think yeah. of these lights? They saw that comment. They went to my TikTok, went from my TikTok to my YouTube to my email, emailed me and said, hey, we'd like to meet. I was like, wait, what? Exactly. Like what email? And they sent me a way more gear. They didn't pay me, but way more gear than I would have expected. And right. basically redid my studio. I'm like, that's awesome. from a comment on TikTok? <laughs> like, right. See, that's the thing is that very few people would do that. Yeah. But they're probably getting a, a big influx of emails. From people saying, hey, let me do this. Let me do this. And it's just like, yeah. Okay, but the, the, the buying process for people now is like, they see you doing something thoughtful on a channel mm -hmm. that they already enjoy being on. So their mind is accepting information. And that's what's cool about TikTok right now is that people are going there to get entertained. If it just so happens to be you that pops up and gives them something that they need, all the better. But they're going there and their mind is open. Mm -hmm. when, when people go to their email, their mind is closed. They're trying to delete as much as they can and only respond to to to, uh, to clients. They don't want your, hey, SGP Labs, saw that you were on LinkedIn, yeah. uh, <laughs> feeling like my product would really fit you right now. Like, it's like, yeah, nah, yeah it's not going to work. Like, yeah. uh, I just push that right to spam. So like, just people, if people have any questions about any of this stuff, just like, just slow down and think about how you operate in the world. Do you want DMs on LinkedIn coming to you saying like, hey, let's get on a 15 minute call? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Those are the worst. <laughs> like, no, no. So don't yeah. do it to other people. People, yeah. people will not like that. And then they will literally go hire a company to do that for them. Like just make some logical like thoughts here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which like, on, and I coach a little bit on LinkedIn. I don't know at a time, but my approach is always like, here's a general message that kind of relates. My second message. If someone connects with me is like, thanks for connecting. Here's the content I post. I hope it's helpful. And if you have questions, let me know. Like just yeah. like a, I'm part of your network now. Happy to help how I can. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, would I like you as a client? Yes. Do I really want to like reach out and say that? Yes. But I'm not going to because you're going to just remove me because like I haven't offered you any value. There's no point in you wanting to talk to me about anything. Now, if you've seen 10 of my videos on LinkedIn and they relate to what you need, then all of a sudden that message is yeah, a lot and easier. Here's a You'll probably thing. send it before I do. And this goes back to me <laughs> talking about how Sales Navigator made my face go white and fall asleep because I was... I was so bent yeah. on getting a customer. It was all about me, right? So I'm trying yeah. to imagine like how this is going to work. And I'm kind of imagining that it's not because like I wouldn't want to be approached that way. So if you think about this. You could go onto LinkedIn yeah. every day and pitch 100 people on DMs. And so you could reach, what, 3,000 people, right? Or, and yeah. you could burn 99% of all those relationships. Or you could spend the next month yeah. And you could nurture like two, 300 relationships just through comments. And you just have to have like mm -hmm. an ounce of patience, an ounce, <laughs> like just, just yeah. do it for a month and you're going to make um, so many connections and then so many connections <laughs> yeah. through those connections. And then all of a sudden a month later, it's like y your, yeah. your life is way different. And, and then yeah. the pitches will be like natural and like people will be like, Hey Zach, what do you do exactly? And you'll be like, well, let me tell you. And then you tell me what you do. Like it'll yeah. just be a different conversation. 
and that's after the interest of there. Cause I, I do have people there where they're like, Hey, let's hop on a call and talk about what we do and how right. we help each other. I'm like, why? Like, there's no point. But like you said, if you're con like I, I took a big, long break from LinkedIn, I had just come back. And one of the things is like, I, I would love to have people on my podcast. I'd love to get on other people's podcasts. Like, I think that's a good goal. And I've had so many people on as well as like, I've been invited to probably just as many right. as I've been in, like, I've invited just out yeah. randomly people seeing content. Oh, I'd love to have you on. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Never heard of you. Awesome. Let's uh, do and it. that is a great way to make connections with people too. Like, but, um, yeah, that's the other thing too. Like sometimes yeah. people, um, they want to be on podcasts, but like, if you're not on social, it's hard. Like I'm the same way. Like I get a lot of invites and it's just easy. Yeah. I can record the conversation myself and turn that into content. Um, yeah. But if you're if you don't do that, like you've got to cold pitch people to be on their podcast, and that's not going to go well either. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Uh, no, not at all. I, I, I had one, you but don't I do stopped. Do a podcast, right? I, I know you create um, a lot of. And I'm gonna I'm yeah, gonna power okay. one back Why'd up. You stop. I'm curious. So the one of the first things I did when I started creating yeah. content was I started a podcast because everyone said you should, and it was a really good learning experience. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot. Yeah. Um, it did help me build my business. But over the period of time, I really honed in on what I do. And so I'm going to relaunch one that's like super focused on like what I do now. And, uh, and I'm excited about it. Yeah. And uh, it's just going to be way more focused. And I, and I, and I, and I know a lot more now, like I know how to like promote it and do those kind of things. So I just kind of like, I had the, the wherewithal at some point is like, this is kind of wasting my time. So I had like. 60 episodes on the, yeah. the previous one. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a good chunk. That's most podcasts. Yeah, it was, it was the like commitment three, thing. So. And I, I felt good about stopping because I knew yeah. it wasn't a commitment thing. I was like, this, is, yeah. this just isn't strategically a good choice at this point. But I knew how to make that strategic yeah. decision. But if you don't, like still the commitment I think is good. Like just keep going, that, that advice. But if you strategically yeah. are like, this is a bad idea, then stop your podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, go go redesign it and relaunch yeah. it and do it the right way. On a niche podcast is right. going to do a lot better. We've got a lot of general business podcasts, general whatever podcasts. Like, if you solve a specific issue, you're going to do a lot better. And I think you've you've got a good thing. And same with your YouTube. Like, you've got your – I see you're narrowing in on really – it looks like for the most part of the videos I watched more recently are the automation and the repurposing. And like, it's a huge need. Like, I, I know it sounds scary cause I, I've kind of done the same thing with YouTube podcasting. Cause I was YouTube for businesses and now yeah. I'm like, Nope, just YouTube podcasts. And I feel like I have such a small pool. Exactly. But now I'm the YouTube podcast guy and you can be the yeah. content repurpose guy. Like exactly. Yeah. My, my other podcast was like marketing, <laughs> you know, it's like marketing for professional okay. firms. It's like, okay. <laughs> But here's the here's the other thing that I I gotta like Gordon. say with content, man. It's like <laughs> I didn't arrive at that niche yeah. accidentally. I was like creating and exploring and pushing and like getting up when I felt like I didn't want to. Like I've had several moments where it was like wanting yeah. to throw in the towel. And I'm sure you have too, right? It's like close to giving up on so many yeah. different levels. But I kept going. And therefore I learned the, the, I learned through conversation what I should do. And now I'm super honed in. I'm not afraid of this niche at all because I know people want it and I'm super excited. And I know, and here's the cool thing too, is that 
the niche allows you to go way deeper on something specific. So you can, now you can, now you can really wow people because it's going to get really interesting in this particular mm -hmm. vertical, which you could never do if you're trying to do all of marketing. Like, am I going to help you do websites and mark and copywriting and this and that? Like, yeah, no one would buy into it. It's overwhelming. Yeah, yeah exactly. That person so yeah, you're right. Like, so my yeah. niche is going to be, how do you make really good video and how do you build systems to scale that? And I, and, and on that yeah. note, like, I'm not the only guy that will help you do good video. You can too. You will too. So I was like, okay, like I'm pretty good at this, yeah. but I'm yeah. not the only one, but I am the only one that's doing this yeah. other thing. I, and, and that's, and so what, what, what's interesting yeah. is people, people will come to me for the systems, but they'll say, Hey, he also makes good video. So can you help me do that? Right? So when you pick a niche, it doesn't mean you yeah. won't do other services. Those services will show themselves, yeah. but they'll come to you through your niche, right? And that is, that's super fascinating yeah. because people have a hard time picking the niche, but I'm like, so I'm, I'm about to work with this other company and he's built this $7 million company all off of like referrals and the traditional building. Right? So that engine that he's built is going to continue to yeah. run. He's going to get all sorts of different clients and he has yeah. different types of clients, but he has a niche that he wants to go into. It's either like solar, solar companies or this other one, real estate or something like that. Um, and, uh, I was telling him, I was like, Hey, so you could do both of those, but there's plenty of customers in one of those. And if you focus on one, you'll mm -hmm. grow faster with that one. You'll make more money. All of the other business you get will continue to flow in normally because people just know and like you and they know you can do all these things. But marketing is yeah. going into a in online and putting out a banner with those efforts. You might as well go niche. Because that's where you're building brand, like in this little sliver. People that already know you will learn all those other cool things yeah. about you. It's just about how do you make a deep impact yeah. with your branding in the marketplace. And going niche is a good way to do that. Or either yeah. niche with people or a niche with product. I agree with that. And I think it's because like, I mean, even the example of you and I, like what, what is a good video for a business? Good video is good information, looks decent, sounds decent, gets the point across and helps customers. Good video for like YouTuber is like, very cinematic, right. very edited, all the B-roll, all the effect. Like over here's like 30 hours of editing for 10 minutes. And over here's like how many pieces of content in 30 hours can I get out that right. help my customers do what I want them to do? Like it is, it's totally different. And when I moved down to YouTube podcasting, I'm getting people reaching out. Hey, I have a podcast. Can I get on YouTube? But when it was YouTube for business, very occasionally I would have someone ask. And it's well-timed, right? Because YouTube is, is doing now. this new so push. I think like... Yeah. Did you? Is, what, yes. Is that yes. what did you? Did, when I saw that, you, I was oh, like, so you did me. You okay, made that I made the right choice. Did that? Wow. Like two That's months awesome. before. Yeah. Like month and a half, two months before, and I was like, well, because so Shopify or Shopify, Spotify it is now allowing Anchor right. to allow you to upload video podcasts. That was in like June or July. Um, YouTube has like twenty five percent of market share without ever focusing on it. Like they're gonna focus on it one day, um, but then also the YouTube algorithm, and this was something that I wanted to mention to you, but like longer videos, they take a while to do better, but they, YouTube loves pushing 30 oh, really? minute, one hour, two hour, three hour videos. Yeah. Like you, you don't want to look at them 30, 60 days, go like 60, 90 days and look at how they do. I actually did this. I don't know when this is coming out. I did an out, a breakdown of Alex Chamozzi's videos. I took his top five videos oh, cool. in six different category lengths. And he had seven and a half million views on his shorts 
but three and a half percent of his watch time was there. And then his hour plus videos, which he only has five of on his entire channel, um, of the top thirty videos wow. had fifty five percent of his watch time of all the video all the top thirty. So and it's it's one percent of his content on this channel. So it's like video podcasts are long. It's a, it's a win-win. Like I, I can combine yeah, both that's of awesome, these and, that's and really help cool. people that way. So uh, that's a cool um, video idea too. Yeah. Like that's a thoughtful video, yeah. right? Um, and, that, yeah, that was oh, okay. uh, Evan, Evan Carmichael. I was like, I would never have thought to do that. It took me hours to do, but like, I don't care if Alex sees it. If you see it and I'm like, in the beginning is like, Alex Ramosi's content <laughs> strategy sucks. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> and I walk through and like, he's doing amazing, but I, I seriously think he could be triple what he is on YouTube mm, if you were to make more. Yeah, because like people, yeah. And that, that, that goes to show like YouTube has shorts, but I don't know that people want to go to YouTube mm -hmm. to get shorts. I mean, I think that some of these well, platforms really. need to be careful like, about copying because like, yeah, like TikTok, 100%. people go to TikTok because they want what TikTok has. If you just copy it and like all of mm -hmm. your user, the majority of your user base likes what you already have and you just start showing them new stuff, they might get annoyed. They might be like, Hey, I, I like coming and searching for the content I like. I like finding that long form video. Why are you now making me watch all these little shorts? Yeah. And that was when they first launched shorts, that was the big problem. They've kind of fixed it, but I still think it's, I don't know. I, I don't like short content on there. I, I like the, the long form. And the problem is shorts do work to get views, lots of views. They do work to grow your subscriber base faster, but it, it's kind of what you were saying earlier. Like what's, what's the purpose here? Like what I, I always say, what's the mindset of the person watching the, the video? If you're watching a short and you subscribe to a channel, if your videos are normally 10, 15 minutes, half an hour, does that person yeah. translate over? Are they still going to watch your other stuff? So it's a number, it's a vanity metric, but does it, does it get you the impact? Does it get you the client? Does it get you the, yeah. you know, whatever it is that your goal it is? It is kind of interesting on, um, on YouTube. So, I have watched yeah. the shorts feed and it's way different. Like it doesn't operate the same way. Yeah. Like you see way mm. bigger names all it the doesn't. time. It doesn't. Whereas on TikTok, I don't see yes. any big names. Yep. Truthfully. Well, big names for right, TikTok. Right, 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 like right. Not big names for, and I mean, even sometimes, but like, yeah. But like you throw that video on YouTube and it doesn't really do well at least my best ones i have a couple of videos that are you know three four hundred thousand over a million and they don't right. do well on youtube like 100 views that is one <laughs> like, interesting thing terribly. that i'm doing now with my system is that uh -huh. i can because i track every piece of content yeah. that i publish and i have the url of it yeah i can say and then i can download the analytics for youtube shorts reels tiktok and very easily i can see how did this okay. one work here versus oh, here compare across yeah yeah and and that's so what awesome. and and so that's on that really note cool. like i am starting to see like when i have encouraging content it does well on youtube like i had a, i had a video that was like okay. that's it was talking about answer. how i almost quit linkedin and i didn't and that day i made a post and i got a client and that did yeah. really well it did really well on reels and it did really well on youtube but it didn't do well on tiktok and so i'm starting to see some of these insights yeah and at some point when I have the mental capacity, I'll be able to say, okay, now I'm going to start actually channeling different content to these places based off of these different things. And because I tagged the content, I'll be able to make those nuanced decisions. I can't act on all of them right now, but yeah. I will have the capability. Uh, and that's what the system also lets me do is kind of like some of those more advanced things. I just don't have the wherewithal to actually implement everything yet, but I will. So like you could do interesting things. Yeah. Like when you record your video, you could, you could say, hey, YouTube, hey, Instagram, or hey, TikTok, 
you could start putting contextual stuff in there and then have the editor weave it together, you know, and make three different versions and stuff. Uh, so like, okay, I'm okay. starting to think about yeah. how that, w I'm not doing it yet, but I'm starting to yeah. think about how you would do it. Uh, because, um, I don't know. I just like to think about like, what am I going to do in the future? That's the only thing that keeps me excited is like, what am I going to do in the future? Um, and so I think that's yeah. where some of that nuance will start to take it. will have more power over time. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, that, I mean, that's, that's the goal. If you, if, I mean, maybe not for businesses as much. I think it is important, but like content creators, those who are running businesses right. centered around content creation, like, okay, how do I create contextually? You know, Hey, YouTube, Hey, TikTok, like very much for that and have it do well. Cause it is slightly different, but if you can do it at scale, I think that's huge win, especially if you don't have to hire a team. Like, I feel like, I don't know what for mine I have, I do have an editor. Mostly edits long form right now. I have okay. the sh short clips editor, and then I have a VA. Um, but I have like Zapier set up, but it just does simple stuff like pulls emails from one place to another. Or I have Frame.io, but it's really just me and my editor making sure things are good. Um, I have a NAS, but that doesn't work well like Frame.io does, so I pay for Frame.io anyway. Um, but like, is there like what kind of basic system could I get going? Because I do want to post on some of these other platforms again. It's just I have the bandwidth right now, and I do show up on there sometimes. I'm like, dang it, I, I know, should post. It's so frustrating. Like content creation is this it. constant struggle um, of like wanting but, to do things, trying them, and failing, and then and then realizing that you should double down on what's working yeah. really well. Um, I mean, I could, you know, one thing I yes. could do is I could send yeah. you a few videos that would show you kind of like what's possible. Okay. Um, and then uh, I, I do okay. think the the That'd most. I think somebody asked me this yesterday. I was on a live and they said, what's the single most important thing? Like, so I have the, my big complicated yeah. system, but the single most important thing that I've gained from all of this was just organization, not having to create files, not having to create folders. Yeah. Having a list of files that I can just click on and go there and that other people can do the same. And yeah. then with tools like Airtable, and there is a little learning curve to learning these tools, but like you can create workflow in these tools. Yeah. So like, okay. if you could sit, stay super basic like that, that's really nice because like for you, for instance, like yeah. the way my workflow starts now is like, I just drop all the files in frame.io and then that syncs with yeah. my cloud drive and then it categorizes all of the videos. That's awesome. And so now I've got direct links to all of them and I, okay. I can kind of start to create workflows around them. And, and you create the workflow just by off of these attributes, yeah. right? So if it's, um, it's, if you think about a spreadsheet, you can filter the spreadsheet, like by, is it published mm -hmm. or not? Right. And so Airtable is just a spreadsheet okay. on steroids. And so you can yeah. create these little filters. Uh, you know, maybe what I could do one of these days is like, I could run like a live workshop where everybody like, where everybody yeah. like, and you should, where you we should. build it live instead of it being one of those videos where it's like, like we do it live yeah. together and you can ask questions and that would be kind of cool. Would yeah. that be something that you would show up to? Yeah, I, I would be okay. so down. Yeah, oh, 100%. And I was, I was actually going to suggest on your channel, like your videos are shorter with, and I, I don't know if you know, like that vid, longer videos do better. If you were to, even if you just smash some of these together or made a longer video of it, like really walking through your entire process, people are going to see it and you say, Hey, I have my tool. I don't know what you charge for it, but like you can just buy this and we can do it for you. But 
you know, more like people watching through this, trying to figure it out, aren't going to pay you anyway. Or right. Gonna right. Be people you want. Um, but the other right. people are just like, yes, like, yeah. please. <laughs> Can yeah, I just buy so this? <laughs> let me do that, man. I'm going to, I'll create a workshop. <laughs> uh, It'll be like a, what I think we could do yeah. is like a two day, not Let's two do. day, but like a two, like one session, two session where it's like we map out a basic flow and then we build yeah, it and then okay. the next day we use it. Yeah. That would be sweet. Yeah. I a hundred percent would show up to that. Cause I, I need to, I need to automate a lot of this. Like it's either hire new people or figure out how to be more efficient. And right now being more efficient, I hope for most people being more efficient makes sense. But yeah, for me, yeah. like that's, and I, I think what gives me the strength right? is like, I know the tech, but I'm also a creator. So I know the real workflow. I know the tools. Yeah. So I'm not just like creating this out of the blue. Like I actually grow yeah. my audience. I'm not just like making tools. Like you see a lot of, you see a lot of like SaaS tools creating stuff for creators, yeah. but like they don't create for themselves. And I'm like, I was like, how does that work exactly? Like <laughs> yeah. you, you're not, you don't eat your own dog food. Yeah. I think it's the hard thing with that though, is like the best coaches weren't always the best athletes. And so like I focused the first few years right. on YouTube on clients and getting them results. So they have results. But my results, when you see my channel, it's like, well, why aren't yours great? Well, I've only been doing it for X long and I'm still working with clients. But at the same time, like... It's hard, yeah. The, it, the proof is there. It's hard that the whole trust they are thing. doing it as well, so... But here's the other uh, thing I always tell people too, is like when you're doing these things, yeah. like there are early adopters. There are some people that will say, hey, I will only hire you yeah. if you've got 35 testimonials. And then there's the types of people that will be like, I love yeah. your energy, man. I think you can do it. Let's do this, you know? So I like, I, I've always, I've always enjoyed working with, with people that are like early adopters because uh, they're just, they're usually more uh, interesting to work with a lot of times, but. Two things, well, two steps that we should take. So if I'm, use me as an example, what two steps should I take other than going to your workshop? I think that'll solve everything. But if, if I don't get any other information from you or someone like you, like what are two steps that I can do to automate a little bit better and make, or even just make my workflow Yeah, so the most simple zap that I've done, and I'll try to do it, and it's, it's only a few steps. You create, I create a, a Google yeah. Drive folder and I call it the content machine. And then inside that folder, I have an inbox. And then I create a zap that says, hey, any new folders or any new files that come into that inbox, process those and create a row in Airtable and link, link the, okay. the URL and pull in the title as the file, you know, pull in the file name as the title. And without get, I mean, I could tell you more, but like without getting any more complex, now you have, and one other thing I will do is that I'll, I'll create a little folder for it. So the file comes into the inbox. I'll, I'll create the row. I'll give it an ID. So it'll be content. It'll be C1 for your first content. Then I create a folder C1, and then I copy that file into that C1. And then I update the row with the folder and the URL of the, the file. And now I have the structure. Now I'll never lose that file again. I'll know where it is. From Airtable, I can share it with other people. I can say, hey, and, uh, okay, and gotcha. within Airtable, like th this is just getting in the weeds a little bit, but you can make different views for different people. Uh, okay. So it sounds like I need to learn Airtable then. Airtable, like, because I have Zapier, I have a few things, but it sounds like Airtable is kind of like the- It is, it's like, it's like the, it's, I call it my content engine. It's like the, it's the hub. The organizational yeah. hub, and then if I use uh -huh. Frame.io okay. or I do Descript, it, those things just kind of revolve around it. Around Airtable, okay. So I think for me, I need to go. I need to go learn Airtable a little bit. Um, 
Cool. Second step, or is that should that be the main one? Like, start figuring out Airtable and some tools that kind of help automate. Yeah, well, like, like learning Airtable is like a slippery slope because that's like, you know what I mean? Because that's like, uh, for okay. what reason? Like, you could just spend days and days, right? But if you implement what I just yeah. said, <laughs> okay. you'll have it there. Okay. It'll be sitting there, and you'll be like, okay, yeah. now what could I do? Right? Build a structure. So it's a little more focused. Because uh, okay, it okay. like, because and here here's the other thing. Airtable is just a spreadsheet that might make, that okay. might help you visualize it On better because it's just columns and rows and okay. the columns are the fields you want to store like title and yeah. URL. And once you have it in the system, yeah. then you can start saying, Oh, I'd like to share it with this person or share it with that person. And how do I do that? As opposed to like, how do I use Airtable, which is this yeah. infinitely okay. flexible you know, system like that you would, <laughs> that you could spend okay. years learning how to I like use. that. As opposed to like, what do what, what's my okay. biggest pain point? How can I organize my files? Mm-hmm. Now that I have them organized, how can I use this to my advantage? I like that. And I like how you took that and like what I thought I should do. And you're like, no, 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 think about it logically, which you've done several times in this call. And like, I don't need to learn Airtable. I need to learn how to organize with Airtable and make things automated. So I, you've blown my mind. I'm, I'm going yeah, go to do it. I'm gonna show up to that workshop. But for those, and we'll, and we'll build it live. Like, we'll build it live too. Where do you want them to connect with you? I'm pumped. I'm cool. happy to be the uh, guinea pig if you need someone. <laughs> uh, but where where do you want people to find you? Do you want them to find you LinkedIn, YouTube? Like I know you're multiple places, but yeah, like on TikTok, I'm pretty much Stephen G Pope on YouTube and TikTok. Those are my two growth platforms. Those are the two okay. platforms I'm trying to really grow on. Awesome. Um, so Stephen G Pope. If you go to Google.com and type Stephen G, I put the G in there because there's other Stephen Popes. So if you do Stephen with the PH G Pope into Google.com all my stuff will will pop up well i'm excited thanks for coming on we're gonna have to have you on again after the workshop yeah. so we can like talk through that and get people over to that but um uh if you're listening to this go follow steven go automate your content because that makes life so much easier i'm, I'm gonna go change a bunch of things <laughs> um, yeah I'll, I'll let you know the, with the workshop maybe that'll be the first one because you asked me about my podcast yeah and my podcast is going to be like a live show like kind of like yeah that. um so that might be one of the first ones yeah that would be an awesome first show Cool. Cool, well, man. We'll be there. All right. Well, we will uh, be done for now, but thanks for listening and we'll see you. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. This has been great to connect again. Uh, I enjoy your content and I'm looking forward to figuring out how we can work together in the future, man. Yeah. Awesome. Appreciate it. All right, man. Peace out. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already listened to some of the past episodes, I wanted to give you a couple of options. So here are a couple of guest episodes that you might like. On episode one, we learned how Sev grew to 1.1 million followers on TikTok. Episode three, how to make money streaming on Amazon Live. Episode five, we learned how Chris Doe grew to 2 million subscribers and what he would do if he were starting over in 2022. Episode seven is how an 18-year-old built a five-figure a month business on TikTok. And episode nine is how to grow and monetize your podcast. I hope one of those sounded interesting to you. If they did, I'll see you in the next episode. If not, make sure to go to the show notes and connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know who my next guest should be.